0: welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. We've been talking the last few weeks about how much God loves us and I hope that you're feeling loved I hope that you've been seeing it in Scripture, I hope that you've been uh, noticing it as God's been talking to you and as you've been praying and talking to God, I hope that you've been grasping this concept that no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you look like, no matter how you might feel about yourself, God loves you, God cares about you, He is passionately for you and not against you, He is on your side. Isn't that great? I, and I started to as, as I was thinking this morning uh, not the, not this morning but as I was thinking during the weekend preparing for this morning and thinking about what we've been talking about, um, I started thinking about how as we begin to understand how much God loves us and as we begin to think on that and dwell on that and get that into our hearts that this God of all creation, the God who made the universe and holds it all together by, by His Word, the one who called the stars by name and hung them in the sky, the one who watches over all the creatures of the land and see this God watches over me and cares for me. It kind of creates this feeling of, of thankfulness in me. And so I want to talk a bit about thankfulness this morning. Because as we as we understand that God chose, as I begin to read Scripture and understand that God not only loved me, He chose me, He called me, He adopted me into His family, He rescued me, um, you know, He's He's blessed me in so many ways, that that has to begin to generate some sort of thankfulness and response, and and we've been singing and worshiping and that kind of thankfulness in our in our response then just sort of seems to naturally flow into the expression of that thankfulness which becomes worship do you know what our father loves our worship he loves your worship he loves to hear you lift your voice and praise and adoration of him and to give him thanks and to give him praise for all the things that he's done um I want to start off, the uh, so we're going to look at thankfulness a little bit this morning. I've called my message, Thankful in All Things. Because that's what scripture actually encourages us to be thankful in all things. We're going to explore a little bit about what that means. Um, But I'm going to show you a little clip this morning and this is a, a great little clip. It's featuring a kitchen countertop and a very special tomato and cucumber. Hi, kids. I'm Bob the Tomato, and welcome to... Uh, I'm Bob the Tomato, and welcome to... Larry, what are you doing? Come over here. I'll be right there. Wow. What is this thing? It's my new Thuvie Action Jeep. I've been wanting it just forever, and now it's finally mine! Wow, you must be pretty happy to get a cool toy like that. Oh yeah. Well, almost. Almost? Well, there's just one more thing I need to be really happy. What's that? The camper. The what? The Suvi Action Camper. You just hook it up to the trailer hitch on my Action Jeep, and I'll be ready for a weekend of wilderness fun. Oh, so once you get the camper, then you'll be happy? I don't know. There's also the dirt bike. The dirt bike? And the jet ski. Uh, And the action hang glider. Larry, how much stuff do you need to be happy? I don't know. How much stuff is there? (laughs) Maybe this would be a good topic for today's show. How about that, Tomado? Huh? Hey, it's the French peas. Hi, Jean-Claude. Hello, Philippe hello hello monsieur bob i think we can help oh really we oui. tell me tomato where do french peace come from Ah, uh, france that's right and in france we have a story that i think will answer your question it's called madame blueberry madame blueberry i think i've seen that one doesn't it have jerry lewis in it no be quiet and watch the film sorry <laughs> I know, you'd much rather watch that than listen to me. It's on YouTube, you can go home and watch the whole thing later on, okay? (laughs) Um, But if you're going to do that, then just block your ears because I'm going to give you some spoilers, alright? right. So, the story about Madame Blueberry, which was always a favourite in our house, I think um, Kerry and I liked that as as more than what the kids did, and so we would put that one on. Um, (laughs) Veggie Tales is great, you know, subtle teaching your kids of things while they think they're being entertained. But Madame Blueberry is a very blue berry, and she sings this song about how blue she feels because she's looking at her stuff, and it's not as good as other people's stuff. And, uh, and so she's always kind of like, you know, well I've got dishes but they're, you know, chipped and faded and they're not as good as so-and-so's and, you know, I've got this but it's not as good as so-and-so's, you know, ceramic jars with all their sauces and, you know, and things like this. Uh, and she doesn't have all the stuff that she wants and thinks that she needs to make her happy up until the point when a brand new big superstore opens up nearby called the Stuff Mart where you can buy stuff <laughs> and this is a wonderful store that contains everything you could ever imagine or everything you could ever possibly want um, and uh, so she starts buying up all this stuff and but I mean I'll cut to the chase, in the end she discovers that it's not more stuff that makes her happy but it's having a thankful heart. And there's this great little scene where there's a, a little kid who comes into the the stuff mart with his dad and, uh, you know, he's eyeing off this amazing U-Butte train set, you know, and Dad's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, Junior, we, we can't afford that right now, but how about, you know, something else like, a you know, a ball, a ball is nice, you know, and you can see the disappointment written all over little Junior's face, you know, he really wanted that train set. But in that moment, he makes a choice, which is very mature for a little, um, whatever kind of vegetable he is, I can't remember, asparagus, Junior, oh, of course, Junior asparagus, All of you VeggieTales fans are just sitting there shaking your head at how I could not remember that. Um, But, uh, you know, he he makes this very mature choice and he says, I'm going to choose to be thankful for what I've got, for this, you know, ball that I'm going to have fun playing with Dad, for this opportunity to have a a day out and come to the mall and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And and Madam Blueberry is sitting there watching this and seeing this little kid who's got almost nothing, who didn't get what he wanted... Who is able to be ha- to to be happy in the midst of that circumstance when she's miserable, even though she's buying all this wonderful stuff to fill up her her house with? Uh, and and it's it's really interesting that, uh, and I think it's a it's a great illustration, a great story that teaches us and and helps us to recognise that stuff isn't what makes us happy, but being happy comes from being thankful for what we have and I think this is one of the reasons why God tells us in but in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 Paul writes and he says be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus and I think that one of the reasons that God wants us to be thankful is because he knows the effects that it has on us He understands how we're wired, he ought to, because he put us together, Uh, (laughs) you know, he's the the designer and he understands that thankfulness is actually what will help us to live a life that's happy. And, you know, contrary to what a lot of people believe, God wants us to be happy, he actually wants us to enjoy life he wants it. that's why he that's why he gave us new life that we might have abundant living and joy and and all that kind of stuff in in every circumstance but but there's this little bit here and i think this kind of sometimes we we almost miss this bit it's this little bit that says in all circumstances because it's it's not too hard um, even though most of us are probably still, I, I've called, I've kind of broken it down into like beginner level, intermediate level, and, and expert level or advanced level of of thankfulness today. So beginner level is about being thankful, learning to be thankful for the obvious stuff, like the you know when when God gives you a blessing, when you you know He He brings something along, He you know. <laughs> um, and, and, and we recognise that as being a gift from God and we go, yes, awesome, thank you God. Uh, there's a scripture in, in Luke 17 which some of you might have read before, it's the story of, of Jesus coming across a, a group of people with leprosy. And uh, it says that Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, this is in Luke 17, 11 to 19, for those of you playing at home. Uh, so says he continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, and as he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, because they have to stand at a distance... They're not allowed to come up close, it's, a, it's the social distancing rules, you're not allowed to get, you know, to, although it was more than 1.5 metres in those days, but it was the ancient social distancing, if you had leprosy, you weren't allowed to get close, you had to stand away and, you know, make sure everybody knew and understood. So it says they, they stood at a distance, they're being respectful, but they're crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us! There's faith in that statement, isn't there? Interesting. And Jesus says, he looked at them, verse 14 says, go show yourselves to the priests. Now this is a situation, a couple of weeks ago we talked about a situation where Jesus encountered a man with leprosy and it says he reached out and touched them. And that was a really notable thing because it was something that you just didn't do, nobody did. But in this situation we don't find that. Jesus simply says, go and show yourselves to the priest. Now why does he say, show yourself to the priest? Why didn't he say, go to the doctor? All right. the the priest was the one who was able to determine whether they were free of their leprosy or not. He would examine their skin and he would declare whether they were uh, free of the skin disease and they were, would help them to become ceremonially clean so they could once again worship in the temple. There weren't hospitals, there weren't GPs, there weren't wonderful medications and uh, Medicare in those days in Israel And uh, and so this was the process. So he says, "Go show yourselves to the priest." And it it reminds me a little bit of that. um, You know, it's it's almost like Jesus is testing out their faith. He's not done anything to them at this point, has he? You know, and, and you know he just says, "Go off and get checked out." And so and it says, "And as they went, as they stepped out in faith and obeyed." That command of Jesus to go and be examined, it says they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Jesus wasn't always politically correct, was He? I don't know how He'd go in today's world to call someone a foreigner. Gosh, that's offensive. Uh, Anyway, Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go, your faith has healed you. It's a really interesting little story, isn't it? Why did the others not come back? Well, we could give all sorts of reasons. I don't think it was probably that unreasonable if I'm being perfectly honest, Jesus told them to go to the priest, that's probably what they were doing. It doesn't, it doesn't say that they were ungrateful, it doesn't say they were unhappy about receiving their healing. I don't know, we, we can read into that. I'm sure that you've probably heard sermons about, you know, one was thankful and nine weren't. I don't know. But it, what we do read is that only, only this guy... He stopped. He's like, I don't need to go to the priest anymore. I'm going back to <laughs> I'm going to do this first. I might I might do that afterwards. But right now there's this, this overflow in my heart that is just wanting to pour out this, this praise for God. And that, that's exactly what we read, isn't it? What he comes back is he's, he's shouting, and he, you can imagine, it doesn't say, but I'm, I picture him in my mind. He's like leaping around, you know, and he's like, woohoo! And he's dancing and he's you know, waving, and he's attracting all kinds of attention. This is one happy dude. But he comes back and he's, he's giving praise to God. And That is such a such a, uh, an amazing thing that this uh, that, that thankfulness leads to praising God. We read a lot of praise to God in the psalms, don't we? David was a great one for, for worship. David was a great one for pouring out his heart in, in songs he would have been the um, I don't know, the uh, Chris Tomlin of of his day or (laughs) a great worship songwriter and he would have had so many CDs out on the market. You would not believe it. He would have been number one. Uh, But he writes this in Psalm 103. He says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget The good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Some of you who are of the right vintage have probably got a song going in your head right now. Yeah. But what a great expression of praise and 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 just adoration and thankfulness towards God. And, and it's like he's writing, you know, may I never forget all the good things that he does for me. You know, he forgives my sins and, and heals my diseases. Now, now all of this kind of stuff, it, it sounds fairly obvious, doesn't it? It sounds fairly self-explanatory. Of course we go, you know, yes, of course we ought to give God thanks when, you know, for, for all of His many blessings towards us. That's a bit of a no-brainer. We, we try and we teach that in, in Sunday school and we, we train up our kids to, you know, when someone gives you something, what do you say? You say, thank you. You know, it seems <laughs> like a fairly straightforward thing and yet how often do we, do we neglect it? How often do we, does it not even occur to us at times to be thankful to God? You know, it's a little bit more tricky when we're not physically having something put in our hand. You know, it's a little bit easier, but, but there's no excuse. You know, and, and, and David, as he's, as he's giving praise, is like, may I never forget the good things that he does for me. So often there's this whole self-sufficiency thing that kind of creeps into our way of thinking, doesn't it? I earned this, I built this, I did this, I made this, I deserved this. And, uh, and, and we forget the good things that God does for us and we neglect to give Him the thanks that He deserves. Right, intermediate level. This is about, uh, le- let me tell you, I, I read the story of some parents after the end of World War II, uh, I believe this was in the U.S., that wanted to give their church an offering of $200 uh, as a memorial for their son who died during the war. If you want the sort of the modern-day equivalent, that's around about $2,900 in today's currency compared to 1945. So it's not an insignificant... It's, this is they wanted to give a substantial, sizable gift as a memorial for their son. And sitting there as the presentation was made another mother whispered to her husband that they should make the same donation for their son. He was confused. Their son had made it home safely. His wife replied, that was her point. They should be grateful for what didn't happen. How often do we pray and praise God for the accident we did not have? The sickness we did not get? Or the job we did not lose. Sometimes it's easy to kind of be, God, thank you for that blessing that you gave. Thank you for your provision in that area. I needed that. And, you know, and that's right and that's good and he deserves that. But how often are we thankful for his pr- protection and preventing the kinds of the, the harm we, we sing songs that say you know God even when I don't see it you're working even when I don't feel it you're working we kind of give this a, a sense to that you never stop working as parents I, I can kind of relate to this in a little way particularly when I think back to when they were they were toddlers and they were little and you know what toddlers are like they're absolutely oblivious to all danger they will run you know well for the for the most part there are often times when they just kind of run headlong into situations that they don't realize could be harmful or potentially fatal and what do we as good parents do we protect them we we keep them out of dangerous areas we keep them away from harmful things and they don't often even realize that we're doing it and I think our Father in heaven is, is very much like that too. Often there are things that we don't even realize that we've been protected from and prevented from. And sometimes it can be a really, really good thing to say, God, I thank you for the things that I don't even realize that you're doing in my life. God, I, I know that you are at work and you are watching over me and you are keeping me safe and you're looking after me. You're preventing bad things that I didn't even realize were a possibility because I, I'm, you know, I don't understand things or see things the way that you do. God protects us. Uh, when, we, when we read in, in um, uh, Ephesians 6 about the armor of God, what do we have? We have a shield. Don't we? We have breastplate of righteousness, we have a helmet of salvation. God gives us these things for our protection. Um, you know, that, that shield of faith that protects us from those fiery darts of the enemy. You know, it's not just attack, attack, attack. Sometimes we, you know, He's also equipped us um, with that protection. Psalm 3, verse 3 says, David writes, he said, I think it's David, he said that, Psalmist writes, but you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. And again and again, we read throughout the Psalms and throughout Scripture, we read about this God who is always with us, who is is working for us and and working uh, on our behalf. All right, so giving thanks for God's protection and and prevention of things that that could have happened. Uh, And thirdly... Advanced level, there we go. This is the advanced level. This is, so we've had giving thanks for God's blessings, for the, the obvious things that come into our life when God provides uh, and blesses. We've had giving God thanks for the things that uh, He's prevented or things that didn't happen. This one, this is about, uh, you know, and, and this is the advanced level for a reason, Okay. All right. This is about giving God thanks for the things that we don't like. <laughs> this is about learning to be thankful for the things that most of the time we wish weren't even there. Oh, I can see you frowning away there. Let's have a look at this scripture that we started with again. First Thessalonians chapter 5, be thankful in all circumstances... Be thankful in all circumstances, be thankful in every situation, be thankful in every... for this is God's will for you, God's will for you. Do You want to know God's will? (laughs) We often talk about that, don't we? I just want to know God's will for me in my life. This is God's will for you. Be thankful in all circumstances. I was listening on the the Vision Radio the other day, There there was, I can't remember... Um, who it was they were talking to I just I have it in my car and I catch snippets of things here and there and often I'll miss the start so I won't catch the name of who they're talking about but I'll just catch something and God will just go okay and uh, and they were talking about this that's how it goes (laughs) that's probably this way (laughs) and they were talking about how thankfulness is often a matter of perspective and how sometimes the things that we're we really not thankful for uh, are indicators of, of you know things that we probably should be thankful for if we change the way that we think about that particular thing. Now I've come up with my own examples because I couldn't remember any of the ones that they talked about on the radio if you were listening. But uh, here, here's here's some that are, are relevant to me. Okay, how can I be thankful? How can we be thankful for weeds? All right, who loves going out and doing the weeding? All right, even most of you who are probably keen gardeners, you like the the fruits and the veggies and you like, you know, things, but but the weeding is kind of the drudgery of gardening, isn't it? It's kind of the bit that the necessary sort of like, sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it can be satisfying, but um, usually there's way more and by the time you're done, it's not as satisfying anymore, am I right? (laughs) Okay, how can we be thankful for weeds? all right because what it means is that you have a home you've got a yard or a garden or whatever all right how can we be thankful for dirty dishes who loves doing dirty dishes yeah it's not the most fun job is it it's it's not uh, we've always had a dishwasher in our house because we really really don't like dirty dishes and, and our other four human dishwashers were very inconsistent. <laughs> no, they don't work real well. <laughs> some of you are blessed to have very effective human dishwashers, and some of you are not. But but I mean, dirty dishes is not one of the things that we really love doing, is it? How can we be thankful for dirty dishes? It means that we've eaten food. It means we've got a full belly. It means we've got, you know, God's provided. We haven't gone hungry. If you're going hungry and you're not eating, you've got nothing to dirty the dishes with. How can we be thankful for a difficult boss? You know, that, 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 that guy at work, you know, that, that just makes your life difficult and he's always messing you around and changing his mind and this and that and the other. He's always critical. He's never encouraging. How can you be thankful for that annoying boss? We can be thankful for a, a, a difficult boss because it means we're employed. We've, we've got a job. We, we have a way to, you know, to provide income for our families. How can we be thankful for a broken down car? Well, you know, A, we've got a car that can be, you know, hopefully can be fixed. I don't know, maybe in some cases it's beyond repair, but... Well, how about this? We can be thankful because, you know, even when our car's broken down and that's really inconvenient and annoying because we've got places that we can go. We've got people that we need to go and see. We've got things that we're, we're, we're doing. I don't know, yeah. Is that, is that a bit of a stretch? That was a bit of 50-50? All right. All right. How can we be thankful for a tantrum-throwing toddler or a teenager who just doesn't listen? not that I would not that I would have you know I I I forgot that I said before this is one that I have things that I can relate to but (laughs) all right we can be thankful because we have a child we can be thankful because we've got a son or daughter that are still alive many people don't they've they've lost sons they've lost daughters uh, or, or weren't able to have them we can be thankful because um, we have opportunities to show patience and to show grace and love to those toddlers or teenagers, to our, to our kids. How can we be thankful for sickness? How can, we be, how can we be thankful for illness, for sickness? Yeah, makes us rest, reminds us of... Of what? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. It, it, by contrast, it reminds us that what you know—we we, at least we can remember what it was like to be healthy. <laughs> um, he, here's a few: a, it means you're alive; <laughs> you're still here. All right. Uh, like I said, you still appreciate what it means to be well. We can be thankful that we have medication and an amazing healthcare system. Whether it's a uh, a, a major condition or just a, a momentary we've got uh, wonderful medications and drugs and whether it's natural or, or man-made things that can help alleviate our symptoms uh, we can be thankful that uh, we have time to stop and rest we, have, we can be thankful for our, our doctors we can be thankful for a, a loving spouse or family member that looks after us when we're unwell we can be thankful for uh, books and TV shows and things that entertain us and help distract us from our momentary suffering. <laughs> Obviously, you're all watching like the Christian channel and reading the Bible and, you know. <laughs> uh, we, we can be thankful that God is present with us even in our sickness. And we can be thankful that one day there will be no more sickness. There will be no more pain. One day there will be no more death. What do I usually, instead of all those wonderful things that I've got to be thankful about, what do I usually focus on when I'm sick? Oh, I feel... Yeah. You do that so well. <laughs> oh, I'm miserable. Except maybe magpies in spring. I'm not really sure about that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> evil crazy psycho birds. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I read you a little story and some of you might be familiar with this one. This is taken from uh, a book called The Hiding Place and I have shared this in church before but this is a great story about a lady called Corrie Ten Boom and I know that some of you know it but it, it's, it fits so well here I couldn't not share it again. It's such a great story. Corrie and Betsy Ten Boom were courageous and compassionate Dutch Christians who helped harbour Jews from the Nazis in Holland during World War II. After the sisters were arrested for doing so, they were imprisoned at Ravensbrück, a German concentration camp. In their barracks, they were shown to a series, in their barracks, they were shown to a series of massive square platforms stacked three levels high and placed so close together that people had to walk single file to pass between them rancid straw was covered, well, was scattered over the platforms which served as communal beds for hundreds of women. Corrie and Betsy found they could not sit upright on their own platform without hitting their heads on the decks above them. They lay back struggling against nausea that swept over them from the reeking straw. Doesn't that sound pleasant? Uh, that, it's horrible conditions, you gotta think You know, how can anybody maintain any sort of sense of of thankfulness when you're in that kind of situation? But suddenly Corrie started up, striking her head on the cross slats above. Something had bitten her leg. Fleas, she cried. Betsy, the place is swarming with them. Descending from the platform and edging down a narrow aisle, they made their way to a patch of light. Here, and here, another one, Corrie, Corrie wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us, show us how, Betsy said matter-of-factly. It took Corrie a moment to realize that her sister was praying. Corrie, Betsy then exclaimed excitedly, he's given us the answer. Before we asked, as he always does, in the Bible this morning, where was it? Read that part again. Corrie checked to make sure no guards were nearby, then drew from a small pouch a Bible she had managed to smuggle into the concentration camp. It was in 1 Thessalonians, she said, finding the passage in the feeble light. Here it is. Comfort the frightened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seeks to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Betsy interrupted, that's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do, we can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this barracks. Corrie stared at her incredulously, then around at the dark, foul-smelling room, Such as, (laughs) she inquired, such as being assigned here together. Corrie bit her lip. Oh yes, Lord Jesus. Such as what you're holding in your hands. Corrie looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you dear Lord that there was no inspection when we entered here. Thank you for all the women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, agreed Betsy. Thank you for the very crowding here. Since we're packed so close, that means uh, that many more will hear. She looked at her sister expectantly and prodded, Corrie, oh all right, thank you for the jammed, crammed, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. (laughs) Thank you, Betsy continued on serenely. Thank you for the fleas and for... now that was too much for Corrie. She cut in on her sister, Betsy, There's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. (laughs) Give thanks in all circumstances, Betsy corrected. Don't you love the the older sister kind of thing going on here? (laughs) You see the dynamic. Fleas are a part of this place where God has put us. So they stood between the stacks of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. Though on that occasion, Corrie thought, Betsy was surely wrong. (laughs) As the weeks passed, Betsy's health weakened to the point that, rather than needing to go out on work duty each day, she was permitted to remain in the barracks and knit socks together with other seriously ill prisoners. She was a lightning-fast knitter and usually had her daily sock quota completed by noon. As a result, she had hours each day she could spend moving from platform to platform, reading the Bible to fellow prisoners. She was able to do this undetected as the guards never seemed to venture far into the barracks. One evening when Corrie arrived back at the barracks, Betsy's eyes were twinkling. You look extraordinarily pleased with yourself, Corrie told her. You know, we've never understood why we had so much freedom in the big room, Betsy said, referring to the part of the barracks where the sleeping platforms were. Well, I found out. This afternoon, there was confusion in my knitting group about sock sizes. So we asked the supervisor to come and settle it, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't step through the door, and neither would the guards. And do you know why? <laughs> Betsy could not keep the triumph from her voice <laughs> as she exclaimed, Because of the fleas! <laughs> That's what she said that place is crawling with fleas. And Corrie's mind raced back to their first hour in the barracks. She remembered Betsy bowing her head and thanking God for creatures that Corrie could see no use for. May our own hearts and lips overflow with gratitude throughout this year. Even with all the difficulties, all the struggles and all the trials that we've faced and whatever is to come, May our hearts be filled with thankfulness. Even when faced with deeply trying and discouraging circumstances, we can identify numerous blessings that God continues to pour into our lives. Some of those blessings come as a result of the difficulties that we're facing. As we focus on the Lord's blessings, we will be heartened and enabled to persevere through life's discouragements and will never fail to appropriately honour God by thanking Him for His ever-present blessings. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for who You are. We thank You that You are a good Father, a loving Father who watches over us and keeps us and protects us. Father, this morning, as we've been, been talking about, there are so many blessings and things that you have poured into our life. Lord, just your presence, your, your salvation, your love, your faithfulness, your mercy and your grace. Lord, your provision for us and your care for us. Lord, so many things. We give you thanks for those things. We give you thanks that you are a God who gives. Lord, we thank you too for the things that you have protected us, the times when you've, your, your hand has just been around us and you've kept us safe and, and, and many of those times that we've not even recognised it, not even seen it or been aware of it, but God, we thank you that you are that God who just keeps us safe, not, not for recognition, but just because you love us as, as our good Father. Lord, there are times too in our life where difficult things happen, where trials come, when we face challenges, and it's hard in those moments to be thankful. But Lord, would you show us how? Would you teach us? Would you help us to have a heart that just longs to give you praise and longs to. be thankful to live in that thankfulness the way that you want us to. Lord, teach us and show us as we go forward. We thank you for your Spirit at work in us, who reveals all truth and, and imparts wisdom. Lord, I just pray right now for for, for me and for each one of us here. God, that we would develop that thankful heart. A heart that says, no matter what comes along, whether it's blessings or whether it's fleas, God, we give you thanks. We trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. thanks for listening to today's message for more information or to listen to other podcasts head to our website at bethelcrc.org.au or check out bethel family church on facebook